Chris, husband. Yeah, husband, wife. Chris. <laughs> My good, the wife. <laughs> Chris, husband. Yeah. If you would just get me milk from the store, Chris, husband. Mm. And husband, Chris, it would mean so much to me if you got me oat milk specifically because I know that you know what I need, what? Chris, husband. Okay. Uh, yeah. As it is written, so be it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is happening? That is what it would be like if we talked to each other the way that we pray to God. Oh. <laughs> wow. I know. Isn't that so funny? I saw this meme on Instagram <laughs> that was like. That's funny. It said something along those lines where mm-hmm. it was like, husband, if you could buy me whole milk, husband, the way that <laughs> you know I need husband, it. my whole milk. It's not even just the fact that we use his like father God, yeah. like, you know, what is that called? Pronoun? Yeah. But then it's, right? <laughs> well, I yes, but I've yeah. never. So like it's not In like 2024, <laughs> do we say right? pronoun? But okay, it's not even you. just that. It's also the fact that we say it multiple times. Yeah. And we like kind of go into this weird space where mm-hmm. we talk backwards. Where it's yeah. like you restructure a sentence where it's like, you know what I need. Yeah. And I thank you that you know what I well, need. Okay, so I wonder if this is Christian culture. Okay, I because actually I have got a conspiracy saved. on this. Oh, okay. I was going to say, yeah. after I got saved, like, I never prayed like that. The only time I ever started to pray with like the Father Gods and the repeating thing yeah. is after many years of being involved in the church. Yeah, and then it kind of like rubs off on you, and you're like, "Oh, this is how we do it." Right? Because all I did was, (laughs) yeah. Well, after I got saved, I just prayed the Lord's prayer. Like literally, that's what I did. And then, and then I would talk, obviously, to him. It wasn't just the twelve lines, (laughs) but literally, I was like, "God, you know, thank you, praise you, whatever." And then I just kept going on. And so I thought it was weird. We have we have some friends that do it a lot. And, uh, what? Oh, like have like the very like, the repetitious. nuanced repetition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's, it's not really a conspiracy theory, but here's where I think it stems from, and I could be so, so wrong. But like, you know, in the Bible, where it talks about like how the people of Israel were afraid to meet with God and so like only Moses could, they were like, no, we're too terrified. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, God wants to meet with you, go up on the mountain. And everyone's like, heck no, we're terrified of God. Moses, you go. I think <laughs> that... It's like that learned fear of God. Mm. So it becomes almost like this trained Mm -hmm. trepidation of when we approach God, having that same original fear. (laughs) I know that that sounds crazy, but like, I'm not saying ever since the Israelites, I mean, maybe, (laughs) but I'm just saying like, I think that's a learned practice is that somebody went before God Mm. and they had that like reverend slash like kind of terrified to speak with him. And so it's like, because imagine a little kid talking to their dad, like, dad, um, Dad, I know how much you love me. And Dad, I was just wondering if um, the thing well, is... Well, our son like, does that. No, exactly. <laughs> he says it a lot. But think about it. Like, that's basically us. And so somebody yeah. kind of led by example of, like, that fear of God. And then culturally mm. now, it's become the normal. Yeah. Is that we approach God like a little kid with, right. like, this, like, stuttering, repeating... Like, okay, pause you know, then. Right, I have to right. tell you... The craziest story. Okay. I have to change names okay, for yeah. history. I love okay. this. I'm already um, in. Spill all the tea. <laughs> so the first church that I had ever attended. Oh, man. This came flooding back in a memory. <laughs> first church I ever attended. I, we were, you know, I, we were committed. My mom was there. Even my dad and my stepmom started to go. Like, it right. was kind of crazy. So there got to a point where we had to search for a new pastor. 
And there was this pastor, and for the sake, because sweet, sweet man. Sure. So I have to change his name. Gary. I love it. Okay. We love it. Gary came up, nice guy. All Gary ever wanted to do is be a pastor, (laughs) but Gary had a kid voice. And I don't just mean like a sort of kid voice. His voice is, no lie, this. Hey, everybody. (gasps) Like, I'm not lying. And the first time he came up, like, like, no offense, but... It's such a small church for him to be there with that voice. You're like, there's only 15 of us in this room. We for sure will be talking about this every Sunday. I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. It's not the the church for you. And so, and really sweet-hearted man. Like, really nice. So he got up and he was able to preach this first Sunday. It was like kind of an audition or whatever. And he's like, Hey. Which, can I just say in general, speaking of modern Christian, yeah. just the idea that people audition to be oh, the pastor of a so church true. and like, the church congregation votes, wow. like, I, I, like, I literally cannot. The I whole know. thing's backwards, but continue. We should create a movie or a documentary about it called The Audition and be like, how ridiculous <laughs> is it? Yeah. Um, okay, so, so he had to audition. Right. And so he gets up and he's like, hi, everybody. I'm here. I'm Pastor Gary. And everybody's like, all 12 of us, because it's such a small church, are like trying not to laugh, you know? We're thinking like, maybe this is a joke, and then we're like, you know, no. Yeah, I feel like this has totally happened to us in New Life. Oh, totally. Like, I know this Totally had to have. So then he does his message, and it was so sweet and so nice, and you go, oh, he's such a good heart. Like, loves, loves, loves Jesus. Yeah. So that's great. Then he goes, okay, time to pray. And And he bows his head, and he goes... I'm so glad that we get to call him for who he is. Daddy God. Oh, that's the deal right there. Daddy God. And I was like, you already sound like a child. Don't go into the daddy. Right. What are you doing? Like, churches churches slash people who do the daddy God thing. Like, here's the deal. One, like, I get it. It's it's a very specific pocket in the South. Yeah, I get it. You love it. And you know what? You love it. You feel like... I can approach him just as I am, blah, blah. That's not who I am, so I get it. You know, you are you, I'm me. But in 2024, people have got to understand it has such a different context. Yeah, guys, it's just like I get what it feels like to you, but to everyone else. And if you have a five-year-old voice, don't do daddy. (laughs) Right. Say Abba. Abba, father. I could go with that, but don't go, daddy, God, daddy. Stop. Stop doing it. Stop just repeating (laughs) it. Well, now it's just fun. Dad. It's me and Gary. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm dying. It's your son, Gary, daddy. <laughs> I'm a daddy, you're a daddy. <laughs> they kind of <laughs> Oh boy, when our opening is just, we can't even talk. <laughs> that means. <laughs> I'm Michael Wineland. And I'm Chris Wineland. And you're listening to the Modern Christian Podcast. <laughs> That's great. If 
feels like it's been forever since we've recorded. It's I so know. strange. And in reality, it kind of hasn't been, but, but it feels you know like I it. I think what it is is because, one, January is so long. Like, yeah. how are we still in January? A <laughs> whole year has gone by. We're still in January. <laughs> That's because it's January 2025. I've dyed my hair, right? I've dyed my hair. Yeah. I've cut my bangs. Mm-hmm. I've lost three pounds. You practically have a brand new <laughs> wife before you. Like, how do you feel? <laughs> you know, it's great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch those words. Come I know. Closer. I'm like, what, why'd you ask me? I can, what can I answer? Chris me? is literally thinking, I, I can do no right here because if I compliment her, she's going to be pissed. Yeah, midway through the podcast, <laughs> I'm not going to be on the show anymore. So. He literally said, as we're doing something for like the youth, like I was doing announcements mm-hmm. for the youth ministry, and he, he goes, give it up for my wife. And I audibly said, like, literally... It's so ingrained in me to respond this way <laughs> that I like said it out loud and I realized like that was probably so awkward for all of our youth students. But he goes, give it up for my wife. And I literally go, no. And I <laughs> yeah, just like give him a that. glare. Like, do not say that. But you hot, baby. Stop it. There's nothing wrong with that. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Aren't you glad, though, that you have a husband that hits on you constantly? Yes, and I do tell you, like, never stop. Never stop, never stopping. I know. This is See, this is me chasing you. It's fun. I'm your Peppy Le Pew. Exactly. I I need you to not stop because (laughs) if you did stop, I would then question everything in my mind internally. (laughs) But like all women, stop. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I can't handle it. So it's both and. It's both and. Continue. Um, So today's topic has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. Uh, We are... Kind of getting into like a, I would say, nitty gritty topic. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's controversial, because like everybody just stands where they stand and yeah. whatever. But um, what I will say is that it's kind of one of those things where I think a lot of people are just set in their ways. Yeah. Like this is a topic that like you're probably not putting a lot of thought to. You're either living one way or the other right. way, and you're cool with it because that's what you've decided, and so you're sticking to that lane. Right, and most likely you as our listener are probably like, I'm curious as to what they're going to say because deep down, you already have the opinion on it. You yeah, know? that's true. How you feel yeah. about it. Yeah. And I think most of us do when it comes to this subject. So what are we talking about? We're talking about, is online church... Church. Church. Is yeah. it church? Yeah, like, can you qualify that as being a part of a church? Yeah. And you and I have had this dis- com- this discussion or conversation, mm-hmm. like, multiple times. And I think both of us have found ourselves on opposite ends of the fence. Oh, yeah. Like, every which way. Where it's been like, well, here's why I think yes, but also here's why I, like, no. So, right. where do you want to start? Well, let's start with how we kind of really got involved in helping online church happen in the first yeah. place. Yeah, that's true. So... Chris and I, in our jobs in Arizona, I worked as production manager at the church. So when we had a brand new sermon series, I was coming up with the creative elements, mm-hmm. like maybe an illustration that could be done on stage, what the stage decor looked like, um, if we were going to have some sort of like token or something to be given out after the fact, like anything, a skit to be done, mm-hmm. a video to be shown, if we're celebrating 4th of July, if we're doing Mother's Day, like that creative element was kind of on my shoulders and so like visually what the church this is what i would say my job description would be like Mm. visually what the church looked like on sunday morning kind of fell into my lap that was my side of things and then you didn't get hired on until covid until covid everything kind of changed for me as a comedian and whatever yeah so as soon as covid hit what was your (laughs) um like specific reasoning for being hired on 
uh, it was social media. So yeah. the moment that they realized, like, because, you know, we all have to go back to the idea of in COVID for the first few weeks, everybody's like, we don't know what to expect. It's probably right. the end of the world. So <laughs> what do we do? And so they knew that I do social media. I, you know, I'm very passionate about it as well. Right. And so they were like, we we need your help with online church. Now, right before that, maybe not right before that, but a couple of years before that, I worked on an online TV show. Mm-hmm. So I had already had very different opinions of what online church could look like. And I love that they let us run with it. Right. So we didn't do what a lot of churches did in yeah. COVID. A lot of churches, their the take was like, the pastor's going to stand on the same stage he always has. And he's going to be filmed with either an empty audience or like the COVID audience, which yeah. was like three people, like two cameramen and mm-hmm. the pastor's wife or and something then, along those yeah, lines. And then the worship that would be live recorded didn't sound good, you know, yeah. typically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just because everybody's trying to figure it out. So right. we came up with like hold on a second, what if we make it specific for the online audience? Right, so instead because of getting that's up all on stage, is. Right, so instead of getting up on stage, I went into my online TV show experience and said, let's make a set for every series, mm-hmm. let's put the pastor there, um, and then you and some of your team yeah. recorded the worship team individually, yeah. mixed that audio, Yep. and then we created a very nice high quality yeah, yeah. Sundays. I, I mean we did I, that for I a while. I was proud of it. So so we would film our worship on Thursday nights, Wednesday and Thursday. And then, um, which is just insane that we had that many volunteers for worship that'd be coming on Thursday nights to film in masks, six feet apart. Yep. And then That's right, they had to be six feet apart. Yeah. Wow, so we had to film them individually. That. And then so we would do that and then um you would, or no, I would record our pastor on Friday mornings mm-hmm. and all of it had to be edited and produced and put out um, yeah. by Sunday. And then the and, part, yeah, and the part where I got proud of is when we went back to services, we were still doing the yeah. online format like that yep. for a while. Yeah, I think we did another full year of like mm-hmm. online looked so different and special compared to um, what you would experience. And it was kind of cool because yeah. it kind of enticed people. I was to just like, going to say Yeah, that. come and see. Because you're seeing an online spirit experience that's catered to you. But if you come to our church, right. you're going to get a whole different experience because it's going to be the live. And looking back, I still live by this. I still think that that was the right decision. I and I would so probably do something like that again. Yeah. Only because, yeah, if everybody's just watching online for a basic service, where's the, right. oh, hey, I don't have that camaraderie. I, right. You know, it's like, you instead, if you have this very kind of recorded mm-hmm. thing, you go, this is great. I'm getting it, but I'm not experiencing the community right. that I should be getting. And then we started to push it online. Remember, we yeah. would say, hey, this is our service just for you guys online, but but you should really come in person. Well, and another thing, too, with your entertainment background, I don't know if you remember this, but we also almost hosted it like a like a talk show in the beginning. <laughs> That's because right. Because yeah. you would come on and you'd be like, the five-minute countdown has begun. Here's some funny dad jokes. Or right. comment, like, where you're watching from. And so it was a really unique experience and a lot of time, energy, and effort not just from us, but from the entire team involved, our pastors and our staff and the volunteers. It was, it was a lot. It was, it was. was. And I think that that's obviously why we just switched it over to, hey, we're going to, you know, 
beef up our uh, online live experience, right. and then we're just going to live record. Yeah. And uh, and then we would still do a few multimedia clips, you know, yep. like putting yep. in intros and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think when we did that, we started to see the decline of viewers. Right. Um, and by nature, of course, pe- more people were coming in person. I was just going to say know? that. And then we yeah. were seeing more people coming in person. So, yeah, we're four years removed. What, yeah. So, yeah. And, so then you have like this. What do we got? Yeah, you have like these people that, you know, feel adamantly like. Uh, and this is the other thing, too. I'm getting on a tangent here. But. We've said this since the beginning, which is why we wanted our online experience to be different. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if we're talking about online church, there's always going to be somebody with a higher budget totally. doing it so much better. Yeah. So it's like, for us personally, thinking about the viewership, it's like, if I'm going to go online, I either want it to be my church because I'm proud of them, I know them, and I'm getting a good quality experience, mm-hmm. or I love them, they don't have the technology to do it to a higher standard, so I'm just going to listen to right. a more popular pastor who's doing it way better. Like, those right. are your two options. Well, and, and I would love to hear from all of our listeners, like, be honest, message us and stuff, yeah. and I want to know, when you, for whatever reason, miss going in person do you actually watch your church online yeah and yeah. if the answer is no who do you listen to who do you watch yeah because i'll be honest with you there have been times in the past where you just go yeah like i'll watch a little bit but then then you're going to watch the people with the higher production quality or the right. you know whatever and so it's like at the same time then you have to ask yourself well then what's the purpose of, of doing this church, yeah what's the yeah. purpose of the online church and i think you got life church you got all those churches that have online campus pastors Mm -hmm. that's kind of more the route that we were you know taking right well and i also think too that there is a distinct difference between like an answer that you would see between people who volunteer at their church and people Mm -hmm. who don't yeah because if you volunteer at your church and you're a regular like you know i'm always in the hospitality and i give to this church and i Mm -hmm. love this church and today i'm sick and i can't be there or i'm at the airport because my flight is in three hours whatever right I bet you those people would say, yes, I watched my church's mm. online service because they have a sense of connection. Right. So they want to be able to That's jump true. right back in where they left off. They want to be able to say, I listened to Pastor So-and-So's message. It was so good. Or yeah. I loved this. Or be able to talk to maybe the pastor personally about mm-hmm. what they listened to. But if you just listen to somebody who is kind of like a come and see person, mm. you know, maybe they attend once a month in person, but the other times they say mm-hmm. that they church, attend church online. I would bet that those people tell you like, oh, well, like sometimes I attend our church because I like it and it's close by and, you know, a lot of my friends go here. But, you know, sometimes my family, like we just watch Elevation. You know, like they would say that they probably tune in elsewhere. For clarity, what is a come and see person? Like somebody who is still in the process of not being fully committed. Okay. You know, because I I think that if you're going to say that you're a part of the church, like biblically, Mm -hmm that would mean that you are a participant, right? Mm. Like Acts shows us what the first church was intended to be. You come together and you give all, like everybody puts in all things and they Mm. share in that community. But of course, by nature, there's going to be some people that are like, I come in after the second song. Yeah. I watch from the second to last mm-hmm. row and I leave before the pastor like right. finishes okay. or as he's praying because I have other things to do. Right. Like they're basically online viewing anyway. They're doing right. nothing. Right. Yeah. I mean, to your point, yeah, they're pretty much like doing an in-person version of yeah. watching online. Um, right. Which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. It could take a minute to become fully committed or to have the trust or to, maybe you're new, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's going to be reasons as to why you're that person. 
Um, I start to question it when you're one year in still being that person, but uh, not my job. Well, you know, I think that that's the scary part coming from a pastor's perspective is like when somebody is there, because I've seen it, Mm -hmm. five, six, seven years. Yeah. Like no commitment, no desire to commit, just in, out. And, you know, you find this place of like, I don't want to be rude, but at the same time, even Paul tells us that we're supposed to have these kind of serious yeah. conversations yeah. with other believers. Love, yeah. He says judge yeah, believers, so right. not not unbelievers, but like literally we're supposed to have these conversations. And you go six, seven years, and the beauty of them being in person is that you can see, oh, okay, this person needs a wake-up call. Right. If right. they're online, you can yeah. never see it. Yeah. And, you know, it's actually funny that you say that because I think a lot of pastors shy away from it. Mm-hmm. But I remember our pastor in Arizona, uh, I mean, I could say his name, Pastor Billy. He wouldn't care. He'd love <laughs> it, actually, because it's a huge compliment. Yeah. But I can actually remember witnessing him having those types of conversations. Oh, yeah. No, seriously, he's yeah. like a genius he at, is it. Good at it. Because I think you can feel the love radiating off of him mm-hmm. so much so that there's no way you could take it in offense. But I can lit, I distinctly am yeah. thinking about a person in that church that at the time he was like, dude. You've been coming here for two years. You don't do anything to contribute. And now you're telling me that you're thinking you want to leave. Like you're saying you don't feel community. You're not involved in any way, shape or form. Show me one way that you've actually put yourself out there. And the guy's like, I guess I haven't. (laughs) And he's like, exactly. So get on three teams, figure out which one fits you best and commit. Like, yeah you can be poured into but you also need to contribute otherwise you're not going to get the fullness of what the church is supposed to do right and, I and think, i'm like dang he's so good at that. well yeah and i think that that's the heart of what we're talking about the question is what is church yeah i mean we need to define what the church is first of all mm-hmm. and then compare that to the online church and is that possible to experience in the online church here's an interesting take i told you about this there's mm-hmm. a person um that I met that attends a church, you know, I won't say which or whatever, but he attends a church with his wife and they volunteer in the church. And they also, you know, there's like some weeks that they volunteer and some weeks that they're just attending as it should be, you know? And he said, anytime that there is a fifth Sunday in the month, him and his wife choose to stay home so that they can like kind of have like a sleep in moment where they then watch church online at their own time and it's just like a rejuvenation it's like we pour into the church Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes the church pours into us when we show up and then other times like we rejuvenate at home where we just kind of are like we've been working crazy hours we're gonna dedicate this time to just like you know still participate and still be connected but do it from home when there's a fifth sunday And and this is a person that is involved yeah, like okay. they, them, him and his wife volunteer right. in okay. separate areas of right. the church. So some weeks they're showing up and they're just serving, mm. you know, and then other weeks they're showing up and they're sitting in service and participating. Mm-hmm. And then other weeks they're showing up and, or they're not showing up every fifth Sunday and they're probably sleeping in as, according to him and getting to listening to, you know, maybe they listen at noon mm. when they're making a breakfast or maybe they listen at six o'clock at night, like whatever. They're right. choosing to do it on their own time whenever there's a fifth. Mm. And I loved the idea, honestly, because yeah. as a, since I was literally born, I've been involved in the church nonstop. Yeah. I've been the, 
I've been like that kid that was like sleeping in church pews, waiting there for hours to be able to leave, then eating out with church friends, then going back for night church, Mm. then showing up on Wednesday for setup and staying Wednesday night. Like I have lived in Mm. the church. It has become my, not even my second home. It's become my first home many, many times. (laughs) And so my point is when I heard it, it was like so appealing. I'm like, what a healthy way to live. Like Mm. you're participating and you're also showing up to get poured into you and you're learning a boundary to like sometimes just rejuvenate and recoup. And so I'm just telling you this and I remember you responded back and you're like, yeah, but do you think they're really like actually listening on Sunday? I'm just curious. Yeah. You're just curious. I, I get it. And I was like, Oh yeah, probably not. And so my like million dollar question became in my own head. Like, I guess it's it's so hard because I was raised mm-hmm. in church, but could I ever do that? Yeah. You know, it, let's just remove me from being on staff in any church. Just if yeah. I was an attendee, could I be the person to do that? Yeah. And if hmm. I can't, is that showing a red flag in me that it's like, dang, girl, like you're a little bit addicted and like your source is a little wonky there mm-hmm. to the church? Or, or is it like, oh, no, this is extremely healthy and right. that other person is crazy for saying that you know every fifth sunday he can't help himself but to sleep in like get over yourself right yeah giant question mark i don't know no i know it's it's definitely a, it's a controversial thought yeah um on either end because yeah. it's like yeah by you saying well i can't i could never do that right. is that an indication like you said that you're almost putting the idea of the building first right. or and the people yeah or is it the idea of like endurance, you know, like that is yeah. a spirit of the, you know, the I've the made a dedication to be here on Sunday yep. and I will be here. Yeah. Right. Well, um, speaking personally, what would you say about yourself and and that? Well, <clears throat> for the first time, I think when we had like New Year's Eve or, or Sunday was on New Year's Eve, we specifically had, you know, there was no church service for us. So yeah. we went online and we, we literally picked, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, we just picked a service um, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. remember feeling like, whoa, like I got a lot out of it. We, yeah. you know, worshiped, we wrote down tons of notes and then we were talking about it for days after. Yeah. And it yeah. was one of those high quality services, high right. quality, whatever. But it was like so impactful for me. Right. So it was the first time, which is funny because I'm, I'm, I have been a big part of online church. Right. And yet here I am going, wow, like that's different than what I would have thought because I would prefer to be in person. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd agree with I you. I didn't grow up in church. You know, I yeah. don't have, I don't have the same story that you do of like constantly yeah. being there, you know. But you know, even constantly being there for me, I would say it's created more of a love and mm. that's not true for everybody, but for me it has. I have yeah. such fond memories in the church right. that like I would I never want to forsake it kind of thing. Yeah. But interesting that you bring that up because um I also remember us going, "Oh, that's a cool idea." Yeah. I would love to do that at our church. So like that's another part of it too. No, but <laughs> yeah, seriously, true. it's another part of it too as creatives. Mm-hmm. And you know, I will say I think I like that it was once a year. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. I would probably do that more than I wouldn't do it every fifth Sunday personally. I just had a very cool thought. Okay. It's super random. But you know how like when you read the mm-hmm. book of like Corinthians, right? Yeah. And they're letters. They're legitimate letters. Yeah. First because... or second. What? <laughs> first or second. Oh, I, it doesn't matter. First or yeah, first or second. You should have said first. Okay, first. <laughs> um, so when you're reading First Corinthians and you're Thank seeing you. all these letters, and it literally like starts off like to the Church of Corinth, mm-hmm. I love you so much, and I'm so glad and thankful <laughs> for you. Like for them, 
passing around those letters to each uh, other and to yeah. the other neighboring churches because they would love to do yeah. that. That's why we have them. That was their online church. Wow. They would literally be like, yeah. Paul wrote us a letter. And the pastor would be like, hold up. I had a message planned, but guys, we got to read this. Yeah. And he just stands at the podium well, and you're reads right. aloud I mean, the letter. Yeah, it was a message. So, I, you know, it's interesting that you say that because that, that is a cool idea. Like I, I can get on board with thinking that like that would be their equivalent of online church. Because it's a message not right. from them, not right. from their pastor. But then at the same time, we know that they met every week. Right. They met regularly anyway. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's not like they said, all right, hey, we got our message from Paul, so we're good for weeks. Well, here's my point, though. It's like, imagine showing up to, let's just say, our church <coughs> for this. Imagine showing up to our church, like, yeah. just for the sake of this conversation. And then, like, our pastor's like, guys, I just heard an amazing message <laughs> from Craig Rochelle. So much so that I'm just going to play it for you. And he just clicks play yeah. and he sits down. Like, that's essentially what yeah. it was. Like, we so did, we went somewhere where they did that, and it was cool. Oh, yeah. It was oh actually gosh, really forgot. cool. Yeah. Church we like, we're very close friends with. Yeah, and, um, you're right. They were like, hey. Totally the, yeah, got... the pastor got up and was like, guys, I saw this message. It and wrecked it was just, me. It wrecked me. So next week we're going to play it. And then we were like, well, we got to go to that. Like, it yeah, totally yeah. piqued our interest, remember? Yeah. yeah and so then we right. went and we watched But he it. did do it on a Wednesday. So he had a message on oh, Sunday. That's true. But it was yeah, a Wednesday yeah, yeah. Night. There was still a message on a Sunday. Well, I think, I think that that's but my still, point. still, that's good. So what is the church? So for, um, I just want to read this couple things yeah. in, in Acts 2, uh, verse 42. It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And, and the prayers, <laughs> and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. Here's what I think is cool about that. I think it's a mixture in there, and mm -hmm. you have to kind of almost go line by line. Some of that is structure. Yeah. Some of that is fruit. Ooh, that's good. That's a good point. It's true. Yeah, like some of that in there is this is what's expected mm -hmm. of being a part of the church yeah. that God wanted to create. Yeah. And other parts of that is this is the fruit of that yeah. structure. Yeah, it's not so a true. mandate. Yeah. You That's know, so true. like, for example, it's like, you know, um, they and like the Lord added to their number daily. Yeah. So you could be like, we're not a real church if there's not a new pe person in here every Sunday. That's not true. Yeah. That's a fruit mm -hmm. of the fact that they were with each other regularly, yeah. having fellowship with one another, eating food and breaking mm -hmm. bread, which like every church can get behind that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's <laughs> the, if you've never been to a church potluck i don't yeah. even know what you're doing listening to this podcast because you are not a modern christian <laughs> go find yourself a local church mm. potluck and get your grub on man we should oh. go find ourselves a local i know it's church been potluck. years <laughs> i think covid I killed the potluck i think it did definitely did <sighs> i mean yeah do you remember i used to always make sketchy, chili though. it's sketchy now it is you know like now thinking about it actually kind of does give yeah, me you an can't really and do that's it. so annoying but 
But then let's get into catering, okay? Because if you ever had like a corn, like a good cornbread from like a woman made in the church with love. Now the question is, what's the with love? That's it. I'm off my diet. (laughs) (laughs) When we did New Life, so many times there would be potlucks. Yeah, and I do. If the basement was musky, you knew the potlucks (laughs) were slapping. If you went down there and you had to organize the chairs in the basement, and you're like, it kind of smells a little Mm mildewy down here. You, I don't know what it is yeah. about the association of that. You just knew they yes. go hard. If, if the walls had like a green yellow tint and yes. you couldn't tell if this was in, on, on purpose, purpose, yes, there was going to be a part of Let me let me one up you on yeah. that. If you went down to the basement and it was wood paneling, oh, like that old school yeah. laminate wood paneling. You knew. You'd be like, you, we're eating today. Because you wouldn't even have to say like, hey, pastor, like, what's the plan for lunch? He'd say, we knew y'all was coming, so we planned a church potluck. And you like, would yes. So much for my fast, oh, bro. Oh, yeah. And then the Lord's going to have to forgive me because yep. I'm eating in his host. And there's always one woman like staring at you in the back of the corner all service. Like, <laughs> I cannot wait for them to eat all my food. Right? And it is good. No, it's they like, come up to you and they're like, lady? how'd you like my stuffing? And you're like, <laughs> and they're like, oh, good. I put giblets in it. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> Giblets? Yeah, like I, I think, think it's giblets. Oh, giblets. I don't know what it's called. The point is, is like, why did you have to tell us the secret ingredient? We were happy with just saying we loved it. We That's don't need true. to know. They do do that. And yes. usually mayonnaise is a big part of things. It's very true. Yeah. I used five cups of mayo. Okay. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot sharing. of mayo, Sharon. Um, You know, my favorite church for the potluck, you know it. Samoan churches oh, is the man. best place. Yeah, it's true. I love speaking there. In fact, we should just do like another comedy tour where it's like all Samoan churches. Cause <laughs> they have some slamming food. Oh, so good. But it's never ending. And like, it is not, never ending. Not in a fun way. You know, I, I <laughs> you hate do to have say to it, but keep not in a fun way. You, you literally have to eat to the point where you're like, I would like to go home now. And they're like, no, no, we feed you again. That was yeah. only the appetizer. Yeah. You're like, they, they literally told us. A single tear rolls down your eyes. I know. The first Simone church, they said, you realize this is offensive if you say you're done. It's like, well, then when am I done? <laughs> when? I mean, I'm happy, but also, it's a lot. I'm happy, but also help me. I don't want to offend you. Oh, that's so, funny. But you're right, though. The That scripture showed that some is the fruit and yeah. some is the structure. Yeah. And, you know, even like people being added daily or, um, you know, the spirit moving and people mm-hmm. being healed. Like, that's fruit yeah. right there. Yeah. But I wonder if the structure is a big part. What allows that. Of yeah. The fruit. Or what, what cultivates that. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think so. And so getting back to that point mm-hmm. of, like, is online church enough? Let's talk about kind of a comparison. So yeah. I think the biggest thing that we can all say is a huge difference. And the, the big question is, can you be attending online church and still have community? Right. I mean, like that's when it comes down to it. That's really what we're trying to get at here, because I think a lot of people who have this is a little bit my opinion, but also kind of my Mm -hmm. experience in talking to people who tend to be more online churchers is that in some way they've been burned by the church Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, they feel like because I was burned by the people at the church, it's easier for me to do online and have the community I right. create. Yeah. Or the second thing is, is like they feel that they're too busy for yeah. church 
and therefore I can do the online thing to still be a part of something yeah. without really like having to be there on a Sunday morning. Right. I think that that's usually the reasons why somebody mm-hmm. says that they do the online stuff. And so um, we, you and I talked about this and mm-hmm. here's kind of my pushback as to whether I like why I kind of question whether or not that's true fellowship. So if you're in the party of like, well, my community is my gym, is my neighbors, is the five people that come together at my house for a Bible study. Like we have a community. Yes, but the unique thing about the local church is you don't pick them. Right. You have to learn how I to get along that with that sassy wow. grandma who's yeah. 60 years old yeah. and is always saying something to you that's a little bit slick. Yeah. <laughs> you have to learn how to pour into that 15-year-old mm-hmm. kid who kind of knows the Bible but then also says stuff super backwards. Absolutely and you're like, crazy. Right. You're like, that's yeah. not it. You have to learn how to like literally walk up to somebody that's your age and has kids your age and go like, Hey, we should do a date night sometime. Yeah. We have kids that are the same age. Yeah. There is something in that portion of sharing together with the literal mm-hmm. local cultivated church that grows you that you that you wouldn't receive mm-hmm. if you didn't have to like you know be grown by the actual local church by attending right. the local church and being around people you didn't handpick. Yeah, that's such a good point because the online service gives you this ability to be on demand in everything that you want. Like, you're not going to wake up in the morning and say, oh, I want to listen to a pastor I don't want to (laughs) hear. Obviously, you're going to want to listen to exactly what you want. And the algorithm isn't going to help you. They're not going (laughs) to, you know, hey, you should listen to this service because it will broaden you. Instead, it's going to say, oh, this is that conspiracy theorist pastor (laughs) that you're going to really like. Keep listening to that. And then the other problem, this like goes to kind of the core issue that online church presents itself with is that it presents a lack of accountability. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's a really good point. Like you're not going to have anybody check in and say, hey, I noticed that you stopped listening in five minutes because online doesn't really do that. You don't, you know, there's too much, um, is it anonymity? Is that the right word? There's too much of this like being invisible. And I get the appeal to it. I get that it's like, hey, we want you to feel comfortable. So there is a huge appeal to online service for the people that are going to listen to the first time. Right. And especially, I think, if you're an evangelical pastor, then you should be online. Right. Share the gospel. Like Billy Graham is one of my favorite heroes spiritually, not just because he preached the gospel. It's because... He was the only, one of the few pastors that looked at television As at the World Fair and yeah. said, we can do this. Yeah. And and other pastors were like, that's an evil box. Like right. literally, they were like, that's right. evil. And he's like, no, no, no. Right. We what they saw as evil, he saw as an opportunity to spread the gospel. And, you know, I think you and I, again, talk about this all the time, but this is the whole reason why we do love social media. Mm-hmm. Even when there was like a ma- mass uh, exodus from Christians leaving social media and going, I'm going on Christian yeah. platforms and things like that. I literally made an entire post where I said, let me explain to you the reason why I'm a Christian and I'm not leaving. Yeah. Because if I leave, who's going to stay exactly. to give Jesus to people? It only gets darker. And, and I I say that to say, like, yes, do I have pictures of my kids and my dogs and, like, just having fun and being like, you know, summer vibes or whatever? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But from that point on, I made a dedication that when I post on social media, 
I want it to be more than just content of look at me, look at me, look right. at me. I want to be That's intentional with using it as an opportunity to say, look at God. Well, and yeah. every single post that I make, I find a way, a shape, and a form to, yes, share my memories, but also to say, like, God has been so faithful to my family, or I, we're mm -hmm. so blessed because of blank, or, you know, if you need prayer, this is something that I was going through, and now look, I'm on the other side, right. whatever it might be and you know this to be true about me, is I have ministered the gospel, mm -hmm. like the straight up gospel, yeah. dozens, yeah. if not probably like I would say above 30 times yeah. to individuals through DMs, Absolutely. where I've had one-on-one -on -one conversations of people mm -hmm. that either I've known like for a blip in my life, like one mm -hmm. year in fourth grade or one time at a you know school fair and somehow we found each other on Facebook right. or whatever. Um, or just don't know them at all. Like yeah. they just started following my journey or whatever. And I've used it as a strategic opportunity to minister the gospel. And I think like seeing like the meta world as an opportunity yeah. to demonstrate Christ is an amazing thing. Using it as a resource yeah. to receive Christ is a good thing. Like Absolutely. how many times have you and I needed to be encouraged by a message yeah. that we found online? Um, and we talked about this too. It's like, I've even multitasked while doing it. Yeah. How many times have I been cleaning the entire house while listening to a Craig Rochelle message, Craig Rochelle message and being like, this spoke to me. And mm -hmm. while I was cleaning, it really made me think of this. Like, so I'm not negating its power right. and even the idea of like multitasking while listening. But at the same time, if that's your only source right. and, and it's not our resource. Right. And I, I just I spoke at I just spoke at a youth conference about that, about social media and everything. Yeah. And I said it there, I say it here, which is if you're just consuming, then you should just quit. You should just yeah. quit social media because you're wasting your life. Right. There's you're watchers and there's time. players. Yeah, and as Christians on. we have to be players. We have to be players. That's yeah. a very that's the great commission. Yeah. Jesus says go out into all the world. I think all the world includes online. Yeah. Because those people are in the world. Yeah. So it's like you should. We absolutely should have the same mindset that Billy Graham did and said, you know what? It's actually better than having a studio and, yeah. you know, using old black and white TV. And talk about a guy who like genuinely understood that it was a tool and mm -hmm. not something to just be like a watcher yeah. is that Billy Graham specifically, and not many people know this, but Billy Graham specifically, every single time he would go to a hotel, he would request that they remove the television from his uh, hotel he, room. He would? I didn't know that. Wait, didn't you? Wait, hold on. No, time out. <laughs> didn't you tell me this? No, I've never heard that. <laughs> what? No, yes, not you Not Billy did. Graham. Oh, who was it? Oh, I don't know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> David Wilkerson, I think, because oh, David really? Wilkerson's very was very against. Oh, TV. I thought you told me that it was Billy Graham. No, no. Oh, I mean, maybe he did. Oh, I, I like the story. I love that. No, well, I, I want you to Google it. I think it we now. should keep we that should in. Find I, out. I, I would love to know who I want that to know the was. Because if it, he did do that, just say, did Billy Graham like make sure okay. that whatever, whatever? Did Billy Graham make the TVs leave the hotel? What? <laughs> I'm always bad at Googling. Yeah, what are. am I supposed to search? And then you'll always find answers in a second. And I'm like, no, keep it going. Okay. It's great. I, I, I literally, like, you always figure out answers quickly. And over me, I'm I'm asking the dumbest questions. Because I can't talk. The, the reality about me <laughs> is I'm not good at talking. 
Oh, okay. I was right. What? Okay, this is well, good. I never told you this that. Is this is a blogger, cool. and he's saying my two favorite stories from Billy Graham. And the first one says overcoming temptation. Mm. No one is immune to temptation, blah, 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 blah. Okay, where is he? Years ago, Billy Graham was in England for a crusade. When he entered the hotel room where he was to stay, he immediately moved to unplug the television. He knew that the British television had nudity in its broadcast. Wow. When Dr. Graham reached down to pull the plug from the wall, he saw that there was no plug. Instead, the cable went directly into the wall without hesitating. Billy Graham took the cord and jerked it out as hard as he could. He ripped the cord out of the wall, tearing the plaster away from the ce- from all the way up to the ceiling. He turned shocked to the men that were beside him and said, "We can replace the plaster. I don't want to jeopardize what God wants to do with me or through me. Sorry, don't want to jeopardize what God wants to do through me at wow. this crusade by allowing impurity into my life." Wow. Yeah, That's so good. talk about a man who understood yeah. what it meant for it to be a tool to be used but like not letting it be something that poisons right. himself. Well, you know, he also used accountability on himself. And he knew people were there. But it's like, again, if you're online and you're saying, I'm going to put accountability in my life, but Mm -hmm. because of my situation, because Mm -hmm. I'm stuck in the house or I'm far away or whatever, I'm going to stay online. Well, then put accountability in in your life. life. Yeah. And I'm really not against online church at all. No, I think it needs to be done right. If it's just if it's just your church and you're just recording it to record it, I think you need to ask yourself as the pastor, what's the purpose? Like, yeah. what's the purpose of me doing it? Not every church maybe needs to do it. You yeah. know, it's like when Billy Graham did it and became a hit, many pastors tried. And it's like, yeah, but but why did you do it? Did you right. do it to be Billy Graham? Or did you do it because you had a calling on your life? So, yeah, I definitely think that pastors need to consider that. But I feel like we're getting a little off topic here, <laughs> like kind of coming back around because it's kind of getting mixed yeah, in yeah. the social media world. But I think like coming back around is like, again, really focusing in on is online church enough i would say because i'm kind of ready for final thoughts i was just gonna say this yeah i would say for me personally i think that it is an amazing resource yeah that's where i stand today i think that the technology and like kind of what's been developed it's an amazing resource for when you're sick for when you Mm. really need to hear a great message for when you're seeking something deeper um for reaching the world for the gospel. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it can be your source of mm-hmm. church. I don't think it's going to get you the same fellowship. I don't think it's going to give you the same accountability. I don't think that it's going to um, demand that you grow the same way that a, being a part of the local church will. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a really good point. I would say in a similar sense, if the church has like an online campus pastor and then they're doing online small groups, Mm. I would say, yeah, like get involved in those things because they do exist. And I hear that they're really good. And I, some people have said that they even have more confidence to share things that they wouldn't share in person because like they're just seeing talking heads. I would go though in agreement. I just wish I had a different thought (laughs) because I was like, oh, that would have been cool. But no, I got the same thought, (laughs) which is like, it is a huge resource. I don't think churches should get rid of it that's the that's yes that's the problem i think i don't want anybody to go away from this and be like oh yeah you know what i'm a pastor and i'm just gonna get rid of it i think if you don't if it's aimless then maybe you should take a break from it Mm -hmm. until you come up with the reason as to why you need to have it it. the final word is this Uh, it should not be thrown out it should be used but if it's your one and only source i think you're gonna be in danger 
I agree with you. Yeah. And you're going to lose out on community that you, you could be having. And, ooh, I got to share this. This is really important. <laughs> yeah. Because I ran the online service, like you did all the hard work and then I just pressed the button <laughs> and then I was always commenting underneath yeah, to get it going. People are liars, okay? <laughs> they're wonderful people. They, you know, yeah. but they're liars because what would happen is we would hear the next day, Oh, great service, Pastor. The next week, great service. I listened. Well, there was one time in particular where the audio had cut out for 10 minutes. Not one person talked about it. In the next week, people would say, Pastor, I love that. What a great sermon. You did not listen. (laughs) You're a liar. (laughs) Or you did half the time. And I would say that too. As a pastor, allow something to be messed up and see what people say. Okay? you got to figure out where your accountability is. This is is getting off the rails. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you want to give us like your input on Mm -hmm. what you think about the online church, uh, tell us on Instagram because that's where you can contact us. I am at Micah Wineland on both Instagram and Facebook. And I'm at Chris Wineland Comedy everywhere. Exactly. We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.